Let's say the detailed proof of the Ostrowski theorem. Recall that the Ostrowski theorem tells that every non-trivial norm in rational number is equivalent to the periodic norm for some prime number p or the euro absolute value. Let's prove it. The first case, let's call it case A, assume that the norm of n is less equal than 1 for all natural number n. This means that we can find n0. with the norm of n0 less than 1. Why we can find uh, such n0? If not, it, mean, it means that the norm of every integer is 1. So this is uh, trivial, then this will be the trivial norm. And we see what we want in the theorem is non-trivial norm, okay? But why, if our n integer has norm 1, then it's a trivial norm, because simply because we are only discussing norm in rational numbers. Okay. Now we define rho to be the minimum of the following set bracket inside n bigger or equal than 1. Norm of n less than 1. In other words, we wrote the minimum of the natural number bigger or equal than 1 with norm less than 1. Now we assume p equals a times b. Then the norm of p equals norm of a times norm of b. Sorry. Let's call this rho. Not p, sorry. Rho equals a times b. The rho we just defined the minimum of the set. Assume it can be factorized into a times b, then the norm of rho equals the norm of a times norm of b. And it's uh, less than 1 by definition of rho. This will imply that norm of a is less than 1 or norm of b is less than 1. Obviously, otherwise both bigger than 1. But either of the case, norm A or norm B less than 1, will contradict the fact that rho is the minimal element of the set. So this tells that rho must be prime. That's why we call it P, actually. Okay. This is rho. And now we change this row and call it p to denote that it's prime. Okay. Now let q be another prime which is not equal to p. 
and they claim that norm of q equals one. In other words, we're claiming that all different prime has norm one. Suppose that there exists some q different from p and uh, has norm less than one. Okay, imagine we will use Bazou's formula. Now there exists some uh, integer n such that the norm of p to the power n is less than one over three, and the norm of q to the power n is less than one over three, which means that choose n big enough that makes both p to the power n and q to the power n has a norm less than one over three. Now by Bazou formula, we have a times p to the power n plus b times q to the power n equals 1 for some a b integer. So, what do we can we say? The norm of 1 is now norm of a times p to the power n plus b times q to the power n. And so it is 1 because it's norm of 1 and at the same time by triangular inequality it is less or equal than the norm of a times p to the power n plus the norm of b times q to the power n. And this will be less than 2 over 3 by our construction, or by our definition of big N. And so, this is a contradiction. 1 cannot be less than 2 over 3. And so the, this Q must have norm 1 for any and so for any prime different from p it must have norm one okay this is already some uh, something interesting not something we imagine at the beginning okay now for any rational number x Let's write it uniquely in the form p to the power n times q1 to the power m1 times q2 to the power m2 until qs to the power ms. With qi not equal p be prime. And by what we discussed, the norm of x now equals the norm of p to the power n. Because the norm of qi are 1. So it equals xi to the power n, where we define xi to be the norm of p, which is a real number less than 1. Thus, The norm of x is actually p-adic norm of x to some power lambda. 
what is this lambda this is lambda is just this lambda is just the lambda makes 1 over p to the power lambda equals set think it for a while we have now the norm of x equals psi to the power n and if the norm of x equals the piadic norm of x to the power lambda what is the piadic norm of x piadic norm of x is just 1 over p to the power n this tells 1 over p to the power n lambda equals psi to the power n so which tells that 1 over p to the power lambda equals psi and why this is just a modification of the PID norm it's because that as we can see the norm of x is just determined by the power of p which is norm of p to the power n so it's just a modification of the periodic norm normal or say, more precise normalization so we have proved that this norm of x is equivalent to the periodic norm of x okay now let's say the second case suppose that there exists some natural number n with this norm bigger than one we have proved in the case a uh, the ostrowski theorem is true a for all the natural number has norm less equal than one and now let's say the left situation which is the case b if there exists some n natural number with this norm bigger than one then we prove that this norm will be equivalent to the absolute value okay seems amazing right so let's prove this well, I'm not saying amazing, but not so obvious at all. So let n0 equals the minimum of the following set. Of the following set of real numbers, of course. Bracket inside, n bigger equal than 1. Norm of n bigger than 1. Very similar as what we did before. So the minimal integer bigger equal than 1 with its norm bigger than 1 now the norm of n0 as is bigger than 1 let's say it is n0 to the power s of course we can't find such s then for any natural number n we can write n equals a0 plus a 1 times n0 plus a 2 times n0 square plus until plus a k times n0 to the power k with each ai bigger equal than 0 less equal than n0 minus 1 of course we can do this this is like n0 eddic expression of n actually it should be unique but we don't care about whether it's unique or not at this moment okay so the norm of n now 
become the norm of this summation, this n0 adic expression. And so by the inequality, triangular inequality, it is less equal than the norm of a0 plus the norm of a1 times the norm of n0 plus the norm of a2 times the norm of n0 square plus etc plus the norm of ak times the norm of n0 outside to the power k which is less equal than 1 plus the norm of n0 plus the norm of n0 square plus until plus the norm of n0 to the power k. Why? Because by the definition of n0, all the integer less equal than n0 minus 1 has norm has norm what? Less or equal than 1. So the inequality holds as each term is non-negative. So finally, this term equals 1 plus n0 to the power s. Recall that s is defined to be such that n0 to the power s equals the norm of n0. So finally, this real number, the summation of norm is just summation of real number, comes becomes 1 plus n0 to the power s plus n0 to the power 2s plus until n0 to the power ks. This is less equal to n0 to the power key s times parenthesis inside 1 plus 1 over n0 to the power s plus 1 over n0 to the power 2s plus continue. This is the infinite sum. Notice that, so let's first see more about why this is infinite sum. Is it clear? This step, record, let's repeat one more time. What we start with is 1 plus n0 to the power s plus until n0 to the power ks. And then we move out this n0 to the power ks, left with 1 plus 1 over n0 to the power s plus 1 over n0 to the power 2s plus etc. Why this is infinite sum? Why this is infinite sum? If if you if you calculate this infinite sum, well, this is just something standard. You will see what what, what you will have. Just one times. one minus small parenthesis one over n zero to the power s small parenthesis outside to the power n big parenthesis 
over 1 minus n0 to the power s, n0 to the power minus s, sorry. So we don't care about what it is. Actually, uh, the finite sum at the beginning is not equal to this infinite sum. It's just uh, less equal than this infinite sum. By the obvious uh, reason, actually, we just end this. Why do we care about this? Why do we want to write this infinite sum? Actually, we don't need this. What we need is this, just put a constant C here. So actually, we don't have to write this infinite sum. But yes, if you write this infinite sum, this infinite sum is a constant. If you don't write this infinite sum, the finite sum is also a constant. This is always. Okay, so now put this infinite sum equals s, equal, equal, equal c, sorry. And why this infinite sum is a zero number? It's because if, if you let n goes to infinity, the numerator becomes 1, and the denominator is just 1 minus 1 over n0 to the power s is constant. C, uh, call this C, then recall that the norm of n0 is n0 to the power s. So now this inequality uh, goes to one more step, less equal than C times n to the power s. It's because n0 to the power k it's less equal than n. So n0 to the power ks is less equal than n to the power s. Why n0 to the power k is less equal than n? It's because by our definition, n is written n0 ethically into the summation of ai times n0 to the power i. And with the last term, ak times n0 to the power k, non zero, last term, of course. So now we have the norm of n for whatever natural integer, natural number n, the norm of n is less equal than c times n to the power s. This is a good sign to compare above with absolute value because to compare with absolute value or say to be equivalent, equivalent to with an absolute value, you just have to show that the norm of n, not independent of n, is always n to some power s for canonical s. Let's say whether this s is uh, possible to be the choice. Now there is a problem of the constant c. Of course we want to show that norm of n is less equal than n to the power s at the same time bigger equal than n to the power s and finally it's equal to n to the power s we finish the proof. But now there is problem of c. But problem of c is not a problem. Why? Because a little trick you can reason the power of n to, let's say, whatever positive integer m. What do, you, what do you have? You have the norm of n to the power m is less equal than c time n to the power ms. You see that c is a constant here, which is independent of your choice of uh, n at the beginning. Actually, if you think three more seconds about this, why they say it does not depend on the choice of n, actually, you will understand why we take the infinite sum there. If you just take a finite sum there, it works only for this n chosen 
But if you put the infinite sum there, it works for all positive integer and this they become invariant for this reason. It's very easy to see we can take m through to on both sides and we have the norm of n less equal than c to the power 1 over m times n to the power s and let m goes to infinity we have the norm of n less equal than n to the power s which is what we want and now continue we want to prove that the norm of n is also bigger equal than n to the power s how can we prove this something tricky maybe if you want to say but based on what we have proved it's not difficult let's say let's choose the integer k such that n is less equal than n0 to the power k and n0 to the power k minus 1 is less than n so the smallest k such that n is less equal than n0 to the power k now n0 to the power k equals n0 to the power k minus n plus n this is a way to use triangular inequality okay put the triangular inequality and we have n0 the norm of n0 to the power k uh, be less equal than the norm of n0 to the power k minus n plus n0 uh, plus the norm of n move the norm of n on the left hand side we have the norm of n is bigger equal than the norm of n0 to the power k minus the norm of n0 to the power k minus n recall that we have proved the norm of any integer is less equal than its power s in particular for this norm of n0 to the power k minus n this is less equal than n0 to the power k minus n reason to power s so raising itself to power s and because there is a minus sign before it so this is bigger equal than minus sign of raising itself to power s and for n0 we know that it equals is the norm of n0 equals the n0 to the power s by definition so put together we have the inequality bigger equal than n0 to the power ks minus parenthesis inside n0 to the power k minus n outside to the power s put one more step this is bigger equal than n0 to the power k s times a constant c1 so you see the what is left is a constant independent of n let's go to c1 so we prove that just just to use a triangular inequality we have proved that the norm of n is bigger equal than c1 times n to the power s why n0 to the power ks is bigger equal than n to the power s is because we choose k such that n0 to the power k is bigger equal than n so actually you see that we we care, care nothing about the constant we just want to have a norm of n bigger equal than n to the power s times a constant and that k there is just something 
happily middle and then disappear. Before we have the trick is before we have a norm of n less equal than n zero to the power k s and here times something and here we have norm of n is bigger equal to n zero to the power k s times something. To have the norm of n less equal than n zero to the power k s times something, we use n zero attic expression and they use triangular inequality to have this less equal and here to have this bigger equal this is very small tricky we we start with the norm of n plus something is bigger equal than normal n zero to the power k and then we put it on the left hand side to have a norm of n bigger equal than something and this bigger equal than something finally all becomes itself raising to power s finally we have the norm of n bigger equal to n to the power s times c1 well some some trick not uh, uh, easy to think but it works that's something i will not call it a black box but it's not uh, cannot learn too much from it So finally, we prove that norm of n is bigger or equal than c1 times n to the power s, and the user trick before can turn this c1 into 1, and you will prove that norm of n is bigger or equal to n to the power s. So finally, we have proved that norm of n equals n to the power s. So this time that this norm, for whatever x, it equals the absolute value of x raising to the power s, for some real number s, and so this proves that these two norms are equivalent to norm here and the norm of, of uh, absolute value. So I'll finish the proof of the Ostrowski theorem.